Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting their own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley. And with me, as always, is David Hilton. Mitch. David. Buddy. Dude. You know what? What? You know what? Congratulations is in order. Why? What Austin do? Somebody retired yesterday. <laughs> that was for the group only, but okay. Yeah. I didn't really retire yesterday. Sure you did. I mean, I sort of did. Congrats, man. <laughs> I certainly. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. No problem. Thank you. Dave, I, Dave go, I, gave up doing glorified side work. and I, <laughs> I have given side up. Work. Dude, that's what it is. <laughs> I've been dragging. The problem is I've been dragging my feet for so long right. to get rid of. I shouldn't say get rid of to get out of new construction and running service. Like uh, it's been, it's literally been a year. Right. I've been dragging my feet, dragging, yeah. dragging, dragging. I, I think part of it was like, I didn't want to give it up. Yeah. Like I knew inside, I was like, eh, you know, it's hard when you get older and you've done something for so long. You're like, how do I get rid of this? How do I stop doing it? Right. And eventually I was to the point. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. I'm right. out. So you're right. Congratulations is in order. Congratulations yeah. to you. I completely quit running service, and I have one more job to do that's new construction. I have to finish building duck tomorrow. I'm going to put it in on Thursday, and that's it. That's it. I'm out. Sweet. I'm fucking 100% out. It is sweet. I thought it was going to be weird, but I'm super excited. Yeah, that's good. I'm 100% excited. I get to hang out with my buddy Mitch. We get to do consulting for full time. Get haircuts, new phones. New haircuts, new phones. Like I feel like it's... Like Tristan was busting my balls so hard today. We got the Mahomes call. cut. Well, he kept he kept texting me. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing, Swaggy?" I was like, "What do you mean, what are you <laughs> Swaggy?" Doing? I was like, "What do you mean, what am I doing?" He's like, "What you you think you don't have to do new construction anymore? You can just like change your whole entire lifestyle." I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I don't think that." But he just kept. Yeah, he was. He, the guys, just, uh, Christian did the same thing. He was texting me. He was like, you know, I mean, I. The thing about trade wins is, like. Like when I text those guys and reach out to them, hey, I'm glad you're doing this. I'm doing that. And blah blah blah. Like they're the same way, right? Like when one of us does something good, like they're the first ones in the group or outside of the group that we're friends with. They're like, hey, congratulations, right? Great for you. That's fucking awesome. That's the measure like, of a friend. They're gonna give you shit in front in public and congratulate <laughs> you behind your back. I right? knew you were gonna bring that up. That's exactly <laughs> right. Like I bust Mitch's ball so hard on a 24/7 basis. Like. I shouldn't say 24-7, but like when we're on the show and in the group and all that, but then like behind the scenes, it's like, dude, he's going to, like I tell Janine all the time, he's right. going to kill it. They're going to pass us. It's going to be fucking awesome. Like it's going to be epic, Yeah, you know? And that's just, that's the way the group is. Yeah. You know, the guys have our backs. We have their backs. It's just, it's a, how do I say this? It's a very different group of friends or acquaintances or partners so, that I never thought that I would be a part of. Like right. I said that in some of my speech, like my little five minute deal the other day, but it's just, you never know where life's going to put you. So one of my buddies is actually Victor Rancor. Actually. Um, he posted on his Facebook 
He says, if your friends are still getting tax returns, it's time to get new friends. <laughs> and I mean, most of his followers on Facebook are business owners and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. And and it just kind of puts into perspective yeah. the idea of like, yeah, as you're growing and developing and everything else, you know? You, so, you know, and that's I, not knocking the people that still get tax returns or anything else. No, He's basically no, 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 just no, saying, no, no. watch your circle because, you know, if you're wondering why you're struggling in business, you know, you need to be hanging out with business owners. And yeah. that's kind of what Tradewinds is about is you're yeah. hanging out with business owners. Yeah. And, and it's weird because like, I never thought that my life would have gone down that path, but you know, five years ago, uh, probably longer than that, probably eight years ago, like I, did, I wasn't getting a tax return. I was writing right. checks. Right. You know what I mean? That's what we do. There's, yeah, I'm writing freaking checks. Big I, ones. Like, I, we're not going to get into taxes right now because I'm having a great day and I don't, I don't want to go down that path. But yeah, it's like you're writing checks and then you kind of look around and you're like, um, man, I was just about to say some names, but I don't want to say them because I don't know if they'd be okay with it. But, you know, like three of your friends are like, you know, I'd be like, hey, how much you pay? Oh, I paid this and I paid that and I paid that and this and that. And then, you know, five of your friends are like, well, I got five grand back. And you're like... Must be nice. What? <laughs> Turn the tables. Must, must Turn the nice. tables. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, the whole time you're thinking, it's, it's a weird feeling because like, you literally think, how did I get here? Right. Should I be spending, like, I used to literally think, should I still be spending time with these people? Like, and, and in my real true core group of friends, like, I, I have friends that literally like make nothing. Yeah. But they're, I mean, it's far and few between like, those are my diehard yep. people that I look out for. I should probably cut loose, but I'm not gonna, because I'm just, you know, I love them so much and yeah. they've been my friend. So, but you're right. And he's right too. Like as you grow and your circle changes, like your perspective is really what's changing. Yeah. Like and it the doesn't way mean you view life is changing. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to like, like leave those friends in the dust or anything else. No, it's, you're not. just, you know, watching where you spend your time and watching who you focus your time on is really what it is. Yeah. So, you know, some of my speech that I'm going to give, um, this weekend, um, talks about a little bit of that, about yeah. how you can, you can mentally step outside of yourself. We talk about this on the podcast all the time and look around and be like, okay, what's happening right now? Right. Like how, how is how are my circumstances reflecting me, my family, my business, my friends, the people that are in my close circle? Like, what is the actual perspective of where I'm at? Right. Like, am, am I mentally past them? Am I at the same level as them? Is it time to move on? Right. Like, those are... I mean, let's be honest. As you... There are kind of two ways to look at that. And I think um, there are really two groups of people. Those that can just completely blow past that and say, I don't care, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. And then those that get stuck. And they're like, how do I... They literally will ask... This is me. They literally will look themselves in the mirror and ask, how do I get past this? How do well, I leave these people behind? How do I move forward? It, it, it is my... Like, I get so emotionally attached to those people or those situations. How do I move past it? Does the, that make sense to you? No, it makes sense. Am I babbling? Kind of. That's okay. They're doing <laughs> but, great. <laughs> See, the, Austin's uh, on my personal payroll. The uh, So the guys that are struggling with that with leaving their friends behind, 
Yeah. I always look at it like picking up everything and moving to a completely different city and starting over. Mm. Um, okay. The people, the people that have the capacity to just pick up everything and move, those are the people that can easily walk away from friend groups or walk away from certain influence, influential circles that are a bad influence, right? Yeah. Um, the people that are... And, and this, I mean, this is kind of a broad stereotype, but the it's people that are, broad. they're Go in ahead. their hometown that have never left their hometown that don't see a future outside of their hometown, they will absolutely struggle to distance themselves from the friends that aren't a good influence on them. hundred yeah. percent. So, um, and that's part of why, that's part of why I travel <laughs> to some of these business conferences is because. I couldn't like, yeah, I could remote in and probably watch the conference live from home. It's not the same. It's not the same. I'm, I'm not immersed in all of the people that have the different mindset at these business conferences. Right. And that's yeah. actually the first topic that we're going to talk about today is like employee versus employer. Your mm -hmm. mindset has to change when you go from employee to employer. Yeah. Um, employees tend to focus on Friday payday, right? Bitch. Employers are like, fuck Friday. I'm worried about five weeks, five months, and five years from now. Well, not only that, they're worried about today. Did everyone's job get accomplished today, right well, now? Yeah, they, they've got to worry about today, but today's already in the past. It's, you know what I mean? It's it's that they have to worry about everything, not Friday. I, I you know what I mean? They have to worry about today, tomorrow, the next day, making sure the guys get paid Friday, then two weeks from now, then five. You know what I mean? They have this... This overwhelming sense of, I have to keep my mind open to everything, not one particular day at the end of the week of, I'm right. getting paid and then moving on. But here's the thing, though. Everyone's heart is the same. The hardest battle you've ever faced is the hardest battle you've ever faced. The hardest battle I've ever faced is the hardest battle I've ever faced. It's both the hardest, right? Your heart's different than mine, but to each one of us, it's the hardest, right? I like where this is and, going. And so... Everybody feels like they have to watch out for everything. The problem is everyone's circle of influence is different. So if you're an employee, you feel like you have to watch out for everything. I got to take care of the customer. I got to make sure my truck is stocked. I got to make sure my truck's clean. I got to make sure I'm out of the house on time. I got to get home in time to watch the kids game or to take the daughter to dance or to get the wife to date night or whatever, right? So you're you're busy no matter where you're at in your profession, whether you're an employee or an employer. Yes. The difference is going to be the long-term vision. And, and that's where I'm saying your employee typically has a long-term vision of Friday. And yes. I'm not knocking them. Like, obviously guys are wanting to save for retirement and they're thinking about future and, and, you know, all of these things. Well, and it's not their job to do that. Right. Either. Right. So you can't, like you can't knock them because that's just not their job. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's, the employee is thinking, I do these tasks, I get paid for them on Friday. I do these tasks, yeah. I get paid for them on Friday, right? Whereas the employer, we, we talked about it a couple of shows ago, you know, some employees live paycheck to paycheck. Employers are going payroll to payroll. And that doesn't mean they're living payroll to payroll, but like... No, but they're focused that guys got to get paid. Right, right. So like employees are worried about their check and they're worried about their future checks, but it's singular, Right. Yes. Employers are worried about not only your check today, but everyone's checks. And plus, in addition to that, the new employees checks that we're going to have in the future as we grow. Yeah. So good employers mm -hmm. 
are worried about people's paychecks that aren't even there yet. Well, and like you were saying just a, a minute ago, that employee is worrying about that that one paycheck. You know, well, the employer's worrying about five paychecks. Right. And he's worrying about the two paychecks from the girls that work in the office. And he's worrying about paying the taxes on top of that. And he's worried that the maintenance in the truck is there's just and like you were saying before, like your reality is your reality, right? Right. As an employer, like your reality is an employee's times ten. You know what I mean? It, it just it, it it just is. Now and, and I'm not saying that that is more difficult, less difficult, whatever. It's just that your the scope of what you have to keep under your quote-unquote umbrella is much larger than yeah. that one employee. And, and and to do that, you literally have to think of everything differently. Everything. Yep. Now. Everything. You're thinking of it differently. However, you will fizzle out and go out of business very quickly if you're trying to do all that on your own. There is no great business out there that was built by a single individual. Not a single one. And if, if you if you can try to point me a single individual that created a great business, um, I'll prove you wrong. But also that single individual is probably very like narcissistic. Hundred hours a week. <laughs> well, yeah, a hundred hours a week. They probably lost their wife. Awesome. They've probably like yeah. have a strained relationship with their kids. Like like we talked about it a while ago. It's, Success it's, is uh, <clears throat> building a great business, maintaining a great relationship with your spouse and maintaining a great relationship with your kids Yeah, and, and maintaining a great relationship with your physical fitness. Right. So success is three legs. It's your personal fitness, your personal health. It is the business health and it is your relational health with your family. Yeah. Which is family or friends, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Family, friends, whatever. You and I both know someone that is a complete absentee father and Oh yeah. Like only cares about the business and that's it. Right. Right. And doesn't care about people's retirement, people's whatever. Yeah. And then like in three years will be a hundred percent on their own with no family with, no, you know what I mean? Right. But then for some reason be like, oh man, I got $7 million in the bank. Look around, dude. What yeah. does it matter? What good does it do if you got nobody does to it, share it with? Yeah. Does right. it fucking matter? Right. Like, and, and it so it doesn't, it's, it's, it's worthless. The, Employee versus employer, the employer, they have a larger responsibility under their umbrella. However, a proper employer is doing really good about delegating to make sure that they have people to handle a lot of those things. They're empowering people to do a lot of those things. And so what I mean by that is an employee... Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Like in my business. And again, I'm not knocking employees. I, this, this can come off wrong for sure. Well, it's going to come off wrong. But what we all have to realize is we all have a place. Exactly. Okay. There are places for all of us. If if there aren't garbage men, the world fucking falls apart. Right. Okay. If there are guys that aren't um, uh, running sewer machines, the world falls apart. If right. there's not a water plant manager, the world falls apart. I don't know why I'm coming up with plumbing things. Yeah. But just everyone has their role. I know that my role is not to be Elon Musk and make Teslas. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Like, but... But that doesn't mean that the people that you are over, you can't 
you shouldn't delegate to because it's your job to. Right. And there are people above you. When you go to the Johnson County, whatever water treatment thing you're doing with the sump pumps, there are people that are telling you what to do. Yeah. Your role, you know your role. Yeah. Right? Right. That doesn't mean that they disrespect you. That doesn't mean that you don't respect them. Right. That's your role. Yeah. Like we all have our place. Yeah. And it's okay. And so as the mindset shift happens, as you're transitioning from employee to employer, you have to recognize that as an employee, your job was very superficial. In other words, everything is on the surface. You have a customer in front of you, you take care of that customer. You have a truck that you drive, you take care of that truck. You have inventory, you take care of that inventory. Everything is is right in front of you. It's yeah. tangible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. As employer, you have a lot of other things to worry about that you can't see, touch, feel, smell, or anything. It is all on paper. And this is all part, this is all tied to your vision with the company. In other words, you have several employees that you can't touch because HR would get mad, right? No, I'm saying you, you have several employees. Unless you're employ- Danielle Smedley. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have several employees that you have to worry about. You have relationships with vendors, so your guys are restocking their truck, but you as an employer, now it's your responsibility to make sure that the pricing with those materials stays correct. You have relationships with all kinds of vendors. I mean, all the technology that it takes to run a company with, you know, cell phone plans and CRMs like Field Pulse and stuff like that, but also, um, you know, marketing agencies and, and everything. So, you know, employees don't have to worry about their Google account employers have to worry about their Google account, right? Right. Employees don't have to worry about the business taxes. Employers do. Employees don't have to worry about tax projections, right? No, they don't have to worry about if we, man, if we double next month, then that'll be on the second quarter and our taxes are going to be triple. Right. Like they don't, they, they don't know. have to worry about like the future growth plans with staffing. And now I'm going to have to get different vehicles or more vehicles. I got to pay for those. I got to get insurance on those. Yeah. You know, all of those things. Right. Yeah, there. And let's be honest, like it sometimes being an employee is great. Like, let's like, let's 100%. be honest. Sometimes when that stress like rolls real hard, you're like, man, you know, what would be nice if I could just go back to being in a truck and running three calls a day and not yeah. have to fucking worry about shit. Like it happens. Yeah. I've seen guys that literally have sold their shop, folded up, and then gone to work for their competitor just because they were tired of the bullshit. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? I'm making 20% less with 80% less stress. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Like it, it takes a certain. It takes a certain mindset to say, be an employee. I wanted to say mindset, but I really want to say dedication. Like it takes a serious amount of dedication to function at that level right. every day Yeah, for three years, five years, seven years. And to get back to your point of no one ever has done it alone that's, that's really t- taken it to the next level because you can't. No. Like you just – you physically and mentally cannot do it. Right. Like if, if you had to hire – if you had to fire your office staff tomorrow or they all quit, you'd be fucked. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So like, like in my company, I couldn't even tell you how to perform payroll. Not, not even a clue. Right. I authorize payroll. I work with it. Uh, I authorize the gross side of payroll with my virtual professional and, and 
Like we yeah. we have a checks and balances system to make sure the guys are being being paid accurately. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. We have, we have a checks and balances <laughs> system to make sure the guys are being paid accurately. And in addition to that, we send our guys because all of our guys are on performance based pay. We send them a preview of their gross check before we actually run payroll to make sure that if there's any questions, yeah. we get it done before we cut the check, yeah. right? Yeah, Most yeah, companies yeah. don't do that. That's, no. a, that's a unique thing we do in our company is like, hey, we show you're supposed to get paid 2157. What do you show? Oh, 2157? Cool. We're cutting the check. Yeah. Oh, you show 2187? Let's figure out why. Yeah. And we want to figure that out before checks are cut, yeah. right? And it's like, it's not a big deal. Like, okay, so for your company, like, it wouldn't be a huge deal if that was a problem. But when you have 20 and every check's off by $20, you have two, you have two full-time employees that now have to figure out what the fuck was going on with payroll. Dude. Like it's like, it's a, it can be a huge problem, especially when you're on task hour pay or commission pay, however you want to say it. And I'll, it's not hourly. Like I'll it can say be it's, a train wreck. I'll say it's an absolute train wreck if payroll's inaccurate. And here's why. Yeah, it is a train wreck. That's my point. Well, not, not only, not only figuring out what went wrong and everything else on the back end after checks are cut. Look at what it does to your guy's level of ambition and your guy's level of trust in the company he works for. I, I was going to say trust. Yeah. Like, I didn't know where you were going with it, but yeah, trust. The, if, the if, fact that they're questioning if their check's right, like all of a sudden their willingness to go outside of the box to help the company make money right. is diminished. Right. The moment, that's a problem. The moment you pay a guy wrong, und, under. It's been happening to me. The moment you underpay a guy. <laughs> I was going to say, so if it's over... I'm good. Well, yeah. So <laughs> the moment you underpay a guy, I'm he good. now thinks, and this is natural. I'm not, this isn't, this they're isn't, trying to fuck me. That's the, exactly what He now what thinks this was intentional yeah. to see if they would notice it. And yeah. I've worked at companies that do it intentionally. Yeah. Because I've they, approved payrolls at companies and then had the general manager come in after me and literally remove money from guys' checks just to see if the guys catch it. And then the guy comes into my office going, my check wasn't right. And I'm like, that's not what I approved. And then come to find out, this was the company stealing money from the guys, right? Do you want to get onto another tangent, or do you want to just keep rolling with this? No, we're rolling with this. Okay. So because that shit pisses me off. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god, that's awful. Those and people should be fucking shot. And so that's part of why you know employees just worry about paychecks. Employers worry about like this is a great topic for this. Employers worried about not only the paychecks, making sure our guys are paid well, but how do I pay my guys and maintain their utmost faith? That yeah. payroll is 100% accurate. Yeah. Well, we put that step in to where I everybody like, gets a paycheck preview. You know what? To be honest, I, I had never heard about that. Yeah. And and I don't mean – I haven't heard this from you. I've never heard of another company doing that. That's a great idea. It's huge. Especially if it's commission-based. you got to do it anyway. Task, you're right. You, you might as well show the guy and say, hey, this is so what, what your you, check's going to be. Let's break it down a little bit. What do you do? Do you email them like a – like your KPI sheet that we were looking at today that says, hey, this is what I have yeah. for your week. Yeah. Is this correct? Yeah, that's exactly okay. what we do. We email them. So uh, my virtual professional, because she's overseas, we use WhatsApp when we communicate with her. Okay. Um, now because, the, the guys can too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, the okay. guys get WhatsApp and they text her and everything okay. else. So her role wow. is when everything's totaled, she... She takes a screenshot. She has WhatsApp on her computer. So she'll take a screenshot or a snippet of her screen and send it to the guys and say, hey, I'm showing you worked five days last week. You got 18 task hours. They pay this much per task hour. You got this much in bonuses or this yeah, much in respiffs or spiffs or whatever. Yeah. And, and so here's your pay. And the guys will confirm, yes, that's correct or no, it's not. You, and then we go from there. And I don't want to interrupt you, but do, do 
how do you handle it when a guy has to use his banked pay? Like, do you? That's their moment to say, go ahead and take money out okay. of the bank or put money in okay. or whatever else. So they yeah. can say, like, she'll come in there and say, hey, your minimum was 1200 blah, blah, blah. But I have to use your bank pay to get there. I, I, like, that's their time to say, hey, I don't want to use that. I do want to use that. What's the skinny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or, or if they're, if they took a PTO day and then had a banger of a week. They could say, they I don't say, take tell that you what, PTO. can we recant that PTO day? Can I take that day non-paid? Okay. Like that's their, okay. that's their option to get all of that cleared before the check is actually cut. I like that. That's it's super open communication too. Yeah. And that you will literally just be like, okay, no, no PTO. Fine. Yeah. And light is just like, okay, boom, done. And then does she resend it and say, okay, I'm taking that out. This is going to be it now. Yep. Like, do you guys do that all through email? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of that happens through texting. And then once the, once everything's agreed upon, then she sends an email to me and Danielle with okay. the final payroll numbers and okay. the guy. And the guy's included on that too. Okay. So what's crazy is we do all of that and you can still develop a layer yeah. of distrust because if yeah. I show, hey, I'm supposed to pay you twenty one eighty seven and you show twenty three eighty seven and we missed a two hundred dollar spiff or something somewhere, right? Yeah, but they they still can look at it like they're trying to screw me out of that $200, right? And so we remind them, like, no. like, in, in Well, you every... remind them, like, hey, that's why we do this? Exactly. I'm sorry I missed it. Like, yeah. it open, it's it, it's so weird that even at this point in society, whatever, that people still refuse to have open communication and realize that that usually is the one key to solving all problems. Like, yeah. just, well, like, and, look, we're open. I'm sorry we missed it. Yeah, I got you. No, and, no worries, man. And don't, I don't worry about it. I, I got it. I don't think our guys are worried about that. No, I don't it's, think they are either. It's just, it's still an opportunity to remind them of like, hey, this is exactly why we do the paycheck preview. Yeah, I would much rather have caught this now than after we cut the check. I want to make sure your direct deposit on Friday is 100% right. Is Austin on payroll? Yes. I know he's on Some, payroll. Sorry, that I, I missed. But he's not, He's is on he salary. salary. That's yeah. what I meant to ask. Like, okay, so so no commission for Austin. He just well, well, I get he gets like, commissions. Yeah, does he? Yeah. Like, what are the commissions? Twice what you make. <laughs> I, I make nothing. So yeah. yeah. So like on <laughs> so on Google AdSense. So he's also making zero. So like, <laughs> like our, he gets a, he gets a percentage of all video related revenue. Okay. Gotcha. So our YouTube Sorry, income. Or you're good. airing all your laundry out right all, here. Is that okay? All influencer income. He okay. gets a he gets so, a cut from all influencers. So do you, does she send him the same deal? So how, like, how I'm that not works, trying to make this weird between you guys. I'm yeah. just curious. No, how that works is uh, ironically, I got my calendar reminder to do it today, so I'll probably end up doing it tomorrow. Um, I have a reminder in my calendar every every month on I think it's the twentieth. Is today the twentieth? Yes. Yeah. So every month on the twentieth, I didn't even have to look. You like I that. I go through and um, my reminder pops up, and then I'll go through and look at all. Um, all uh, video-based revenue from the previous month. From last month. And then make to, sure it gets so on his next check. Late. Okay. It, it has like to be that. one month late because sometimes we oh, don't yeah, get... of course it does. You know, like that right now, it's, it's February 20th. We just now got like the final notifications of like January's yeah. video-related revenue. I'm sur- to well, be so honest, it has like, to be a month delay. To be honest, I'm surprised it's that. I'm surprised it's not two months because yeah. that shit is... It's well, a nightmare. Because I, I get a cut from the void too. Yeah. 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 So yeah, which you're about to get some checks because I finally got paid. 
Yeah. I figured it was like a month <laughs> behind or something. They I'm were like, uh, two and a half months behind, but okay. Yeah. We're not, no. you know, we're not going to air that on. Like, yeah. some, something I was sorry to bring that up. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean with you. I meant where it um, came from. Something I was going to say too, I think where this can go wrong, what we were talking about, the responsibilities that I've had in the past where we'll have the owner will try to, in a way of like managing, let all the the worries and stress of being an owner fall onto an employee. Like I didn't owner do this to me. Like when I worked at McDonald's, Oh, you don't understand the price of this. And then I have to do this. And it's like, every time that you come to them with any sort of like, yeah. Hey, can we fix this? Oh, well, I got to pay for this and this. And everything was just like yeah. cake right. underneath this. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's well, and, that, and that's what I was saying earlier. Um, not to cut you off, but like the open and transparent communication in any business is a 100% key. Yeah. Like when you start working for places and you worked at one, when they start doing shady shit and trying to trim money because they know that their guys are, they drink too much or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I can shave $100 here. I can shave $100 here. I can shave $20 here. You know, whatever. Like that's why those companies have shit employees. Yeah. Like that's just, that's why those people work there. Because they're not paying attention. Right. And, and all it takes is stealing. Part, it's two-part bullshit. All it, it takes really is the employee catching you stealing $30 from them one time. Mm-hmm. And now they don't trust everything that's happened up to that point. Yep. And they don't trust anything that happens in the future. Yep. and then Not, you, a, not a single thing. And right? then you wonder why 15% of your inventory is missing off the van. Right. Like, it's on you. Like, you create, as an owner, you created that problem. Right. Like, if, if every, look, not everyone in the world is honest. But if you as an employer can stay as true, if you can stay as honest as you actually can, how do I say that, Mitch? You can stay 100% honest in your brain. Nothing else is going to matter. Right. Like, like you're going to have some employees that steal. You're going to have this and that, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to get the most out of the, out of the good employees that you do have. Yeah. Does that and- make sense? And there's a such a That's thing a as an honest words, but there's a lot of people will confuse an honest mistake with a lie. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Mm-hmm. Or an That's honest mistake with a it. dishonest mistake. That's right? a good way to say it. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. there's been times where I have said the wrong thing, but I didn't know any better. And then once you learn more about the situation, it appears that I lied originally. And a lie means you know you're knowingly saying not the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're saying if you're stuck in a tough situation and you're saying the tough response that you need to deliver with the information you have at the time, that response might not be right. And as you learn more about the response or more about what happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it can come off like you may have lied, right? And, let, and, and how you be, how you win against ahead. that is transparency. Yes. You you, you yes, maintain yes, yes. transparency twenty four seven through the whole thing, and that way your guys know we're we're going over it tomorrow in our meeting. Um, breakfast in the morning? Yeah, tomorrow. Am I invited to breakfast? No, employees yeah. only. Come on, he can sneak up with me. No, employees only. You're telling me I can't walk in there, get a plate, and be like, "Hey, it was good to see you guys," and then leave? I'll, I'll feed you out the door. He seems to throw employees only. I can't get some food. <laughs> nope. Man, that's the, come that's, the who's the Austin can vouch for this. That's who's the only non-employee that gets food? Gunner. No, that doesn't count. That's true though. It's, it's, the Gunner's guy that true. washes our trucks. 
Oh, he's back now? No, he's you not. You telling me that motherfucker's more important than me? I can't get a fucking egg and two sausages are you and gonna, a hash brown? Are you going to power wash five Ford Transits every Wednesday morning? No, I'm going to walk in, <laughs> I'm going to get a plate of food, and I'm going to walk out and be like, yeah. hey, guys, good you to see you. You didn't earn the food. Now that he's retired, he's like, guy you just can't get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I am going to be that guy for yeah. a while. Like, I'm, I'm going to be looking you for make things jobs. To, <laughs> I say that. Like, <laughs> I... I don't want to get off track here, but I am super excited to be building tables again. Yeah. I got, well, I got one going right now. I'm just, Let me be, know when you need some video. So, it's going to be uh, awesome. <laughs> I so would, this... Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Mitch. The employee versus employer topic actually came up from Austin because he asked a question about, like, what's one policy that, as an employee, you swore you'd never do as an employer, and now all of a sudden you find yourself doing it as an employer, right? Um, for me... was a great question, by the yeah. way. And Thanks. I haven't even thought about it till right now. So. For me, it had to, it's probably pricing. As an employee, without having access to all of the behind the scenes costs that it takes to run a business, as an employee, you have a hard time justifying the pricing. You, thought, and, you think it's too much. You right. just immediately think it's too you much. You always think it's too much. And, and we're not talking, you know, your fast food restaurant workers or anything else because $14 for a Happy Meal and fries and a Coke or whatever, it is what it is. Like, nobody's getting butthurt about that. Yeah. But when, when the employee gets paid, let's just call it 300 bucks to put in a water heater and the company's charging $3,000 for that water yeah. heater – the employee is in the position to think, man, this company's ripping off these customers and this company's cleaning house, right? Yeah, 100%, but man. when you yeah. start looking at the fact that like insurance in a plumbing company is outrageous and the benefits that the plumbing company offers to the employees is outrageously expensive and the vehicles and the vehicle insurance and the vehicle payments and the inventory and the materials and just all the things. I mean, it is crazy. Um, a prime example is you and I were talking about this before. Businesses have to pay on average 3% to run credit cards, right? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday for a fucking hour. Yeah. And, and you think, well, it's only 3%. It can't be that much, right? It's, it's a lot of money. Well, in our, can, it can be a lot of money in our business. Um, I'm going to do some fast okay. math here. It's all right, man. So in our business, we answers to this question. We run credit cards at a we run about a hundred thousand dollars a month in credit cards. Do you only? I can't remember. Do you only take credit cards? No, we take cash, check, charge, firstborn, secondborn, okay. thirdborn, chickens, goats. You take you name it, we take it. <laughs> Kidney. <laughs> he said firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn, goats. <laughs> That's hilarious. Your kid's not a redhead, is it? We only, we only Mine's not. That's half no. price. That's when you no. leave up with. That's when you. That's when you leave up with. You like, only get half credit for a redhead. <laughs> that's when you finish off with like we didn't take the firstborn. It never came to that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so good. So we run on average about a hundred grand a month in credit cards. Okay. Okay. At three okay. percent, that's three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. Three thousand. Yeah. Just to accept people's money, right? And so. I like I recently secured um, now most businesses are paying on average three, right? I've been paying on average about 2.2. 2. So yeah. most me, of them. So just to be transparent, we talked about this a minute ago. The trade wins guys you asked that the other day, most of them are around two, five, two, two five to plus two surcharges. Seven. Yeah. Two, five, two, five plus surcharges. Yeah. So like in full transparency, trade wins pays like two, seven. Right. 
And and ours fluctuates depending on volume. So right. so at that's our average. My pen's running out here. So at three percent of a hundred grand, that's three grand, right? Um, at two point two percent, this makes it easy off a hundred grand math. At two point two percent, pick hundred, which is what I'm paying. Um, we pay twenty two hundred. So I save eight hundred dollars a month by creative negotiations with my credit card processing, right? Yeah. I just got an offer from a guy yesterday. We're signing up with him for 2.1%. Okay. So I'm saving a hundred dollars a month. Right. Yeah. And it costs us. I mean, it's a little bit of a, it's, uh, I'm going to say it's a very, very minor headache to switch over. Basically we're going to stop collecting processes or credit cards on one process. We're going to collect them on another. And then after 30 days, everything just switches over. They both feed into the bank. It's automatic. Just works super easy. Right. So now I, I found another way to save an extra hundred dollars a month. I want to ask you a month. lot of questions, but I won't. So maybe later. Um, you know, as business owners are entertaining all of these meetings and everything else, you know, making decisions like that has a, pers- a massive change in the overall overhead costs of a business. Yeah. So as most businesses are around three percent for credit cards, and I secure two point two, and then now dropped it to two point one, that's freaking great. Right, because those charges always tend to just go up. They don't. They never go no, anywhere else. Usually, don't go down. So, um, you know, things like that are things that employees don't really have access to to understand. Why does my employer charge so much? Well, three thousand dollars a month, yeah, just to collect people's money, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and a lot of businesses take that line and say, "Well, I pass that charge on to the customer." I don't. I don't agree with that at all. If, if say I that go, again. Say that again. A lot of businesses pass the credit card surcharge off to the customer. It's a five percent surcharge if you're paying with credit card, right? And I don't agree with that at all. Now, outside of all of the theories around, I don't pass it on. He, Dave wrote me a note that says I do that. I said you do that. Isn't no, it built into all your pricing? It's built into the pricing. Okay, so so if someone doesn't pay with a check, then they are paying just a little bit extra. If someone does pay with a check, I'm sorry. I was trying to do this not so a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, <laughs> how this happens. Out front now, bro. <laughs> when you go on a quick trip and you buy a quick uh, candy bar, do they charge you a surcharge for paying with a credit card? No. They happily accept your payment whatever way you're going to pay to make that transaction as smooth as possible. Yes. Right? When, they, do they build that in? Yeah, 100% well, yeah, like it's built a, in. When you get a drink at the fountain, you're like a third of the price is paying for everyone who just was like... <laughs> At the fountain. <laughs> yeah. I like the slur. I mean, That's you're literally, good, you're literally swiping a you're literally swiping a card for like a dollar eighty nine. They don't they don't charge you a surcharge. They don't, Quick Trip doesn't go, Oh, we have a five dollar minimum for credit cards, buy more shit. Man, they used to. Do you remember well, that? Quick Trip never did. World. It just makes you look it just makes you look not professional when you they go did. in. It was a long time. It's and it's it, not about yeah. a professional like you can you can judge the how it looks all you want. When it what it really comes down to is did you make it easy for your customer to shop with you or not? Hmm. Did you add to their decision fatigue of like, it's 5% more if I pay with the card, but I get 3.5% cash back plus 14,000 miles. And, and you're making it crazy difficult, right? Yeah. Yeah, Versus yeah. I don't care how you pay for this. Check, cash, card, firstborn, secondborn, you know, child, goats, chickens. I knew you were going to bring it back. We'll take it, we'll <laughs> take it all, right? Yeah, of course. One night stands are off the table. 
It's got to be at least two nights. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Didn't know but, your wife worked there. But also, oh, man. <laughs> See, that's that busting balls thing yeah, again. That's a, yeah. Hey, uh, dude, so, you, you, you brought that it. shit up, bro. I don't know what you're... But, he set you're up. throwing me fastballs right down the middle. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> but, but ultimately, I like the idea of making it as easy as possible for my customers to yeah. shop with me. Agreed. You know, I, I did, don't, I did I don't the go same on a quick thing. trip. I did the same thing on my own. Yeah. My, no, I know, I know truck stops do ha- like truck stops, trucker, you know, I know they have price breaks for cash versus card. Well, that's because those guys are spending five, $600 a whack three times a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's that a little makes, bit different there. It's different. But it's, you've never, you've never gone to quick trip and get a 99 cent candy bar and they yeah. go, you know, that's 95 cents if you pay with cash. Well, that's. A, I don't want to get into a thing here, but that's because like. Like TA knows, like those guys get that break because of they're buying so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you went in there and were like, "I want two hundred and eighty-five fucking candy bars," they'd be like, "Okay, we'll cut you." You know what I mean? Right. It's the same thing. Right. The can you, you know, imagine someone of, coming in there and be like, "Do you have five hundred candy bars?" Like, I worked a quick trip overnight. You would. I I can't even get into the amount of things that people would buy. <laughs> First off, that's funny. You remember the quick trip by my dad's old house? Mm-hmm. Next patio quigglies. Mm-hmm. I went in there one time and bought twenty red bomb burritos. Yeah, people. I'm not shitting you. I went in there and yeah. bought twenty. I people, bought every fucking one they had. People yeah. do their grocery shopping there. Yeah, we were yeah. shit. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Dude, get some burritos." I was like, "All right." I go. I, I just came in, like walked in with like a handful of fucking red bomb burritos. I was yeah. like, "Here you go." There's there's a lot of it things happens. that you have to decide as a business owner. Is like if you're going to run your business like an employee, then yeah, you can judge all your customers for how they pay, and you can make it difficult and everything else. However, if you're running your business like a true employer, like a visionary business owner, then you're going to have the idea of like, I want to make it as easy for a customer to shop with me as possible. Yeah. So I'm going to accept whatever way they pay, and I'm actually like, it's in our process. I'm happy with it. Yeah. It's literally in our sales process that we have documented that that we encourage customers pay however they feel comfortable. You mean at like do you mean in the process of at the end in, after the job's done? In the and service call process. Part of our sales process is reaffirming the customer that credit cards are okay. Do you do that before? It, 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 no, that I'm saying when they the call closing. Okay, call yeah. closing. Okay, we, that's some, what I was asking. It's somewhere in the process we're reaffirming them that credit cards are absolutely okay. I know 20 guys in the trade wins group right now. were like, does he? Do they ask that before or do they yeah, ask that yeah. after? <laughs> so <laughs> like they're losing it um, after guys. After I mean, credit cards are literally the most common way people pay. It is mm. now. So yeah. imagine, imagine polarizing your customers and making them feel bad for using the most common form of payment out there. No. It's just uh, weird. Agreed. 100%. Right. So, um, can I give my answers to the questions? Sure. What's one, sure? what's one thing? I have two, I have two questions or I have two answers. What is that? The first one's basically what you said. I always, uh, I never wanted to, how do I say this? I always thought employees didn't make enough ever. But for the same reason you were just saying, if they just put a water heater in that was $2,000 and they made $300. It was the same thing. I always thought, man, when I'm in business, I'm going to pay guys the best fucking wage. I don't care. That's what it's going to be. But it was the same thing mm-hmm. that you were just talking about. You don't realize all of the extra accoutrement that you have to pay for insurance. Did you just say yes. accoutrement? Yeah. What is that? It's French. Austin, look it up. He'll know. Uh, I'm looking it up. Keep okay, going. Go ahead. He's looking it up. But the the second one that I really want to talk about that isn't the it, that is the same that you were talking about. Okay, so I'll give you another answer. 
I thought everyone that worked there should take a truck home when I was an employee. You should get the truck. Like, literally, you have to clean it. You have to take care of it. You have to do everything with it. You know what I mean? Now, it's like, man, I cannot. I, like, I don't imagine how you let everyone take a truck home. Now, you're smaller. Like, I'm thinking of usually 20 employees. And the, and the reason I say that I wouldn't let everyone take a truck home now is Brandon Vita. Like, the same exact reason. He let a guy take a truck, guy wrecked the truck. You're out twenty thousand bucks. You're out forty thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, and I like we've talked about this before on the show. I have tr- serious trust issues. Like in a, no, in a lot, of, in a lot of different ways. Like I would never if, it, and we didn't do this in Warrensburg. Like three guys took trucks home. Right. L- lead guys and responsible guys that were at the top of their game took trucks home. Everyone else, uh, uh-uh. uh, you right. fucking drive your ass to work every day and you get your truck. Right. Because things like that happen. Yeah. And to this day, I don't know if I could do it. Like, I don't know if I could let everyone take, and you're going to, this is going to be a problem for you. It, like you get to 20 employees, you're going to have to decide, do I let everyone take a truck? Do half the people have to come in and ride with someone else? Right. Like, you know, you know, what is it? And I just, I don't trust half of those motherfuckers. I just don't. Yeah. Like, it's just true. Did you I look know. up accoutrement? Yeah, I must not be spelling it right. Of course you're not. It's French. It, well, you kind it of have <laughs> it, it pulled up a, a book about sex positions. I don't know what that is. It's not accoutrement. <laughs> that's uh, Kama Sutra, but whatever. <laughs> well, you no, kind of have it that. You wanting to give me accurate dealerships in Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> so, Are you making that up? No, that's 100% good. Acura. <laughs> Acura, Massachusetts is what it was trying to pull out. For you, it's kind of like you have your salesman take them home, but your installers don't. Yeah, the installers, no. I mean, one of them does. The only one that doesn't take a truck home is because it's the E-Van and it has to charge overnight Uh, in the shop. Oh, is that where that's charging now? Yeah. I wondered about that. So I guess she didn't ask me, and I had no answer. I was like, mm, I don't know. I guess that can almost be a problem that gets fixed by design. If every if every van is electric and all the power is there, then it's like, well, that kind of solves me from having. Dude, I mean, they even they even have technology now where you can install a charger in your technician's home. Mm-hmm. That in, that charger Bluetooth connects to their Wi-Fi or uses Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then you can I can like port into the charger and see. Okay, it used hundred kilowatts of energy. We pay five cents a kilowatt. So I owe the guy five bucks for recharging. Yeah. I mean, you just build that in their check, right? Yeah. You just reimburse them yeah. for their electric rate. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as things progress like that, I mean, it's no different. Like I give a guy a gas truck and then I give him a gas card. So he's not out the money to refuel the truck. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you give a guy an electric truck and he's got to charge it at home, then you gotta, you gotta pay for the installation of the charger. And then you gotta find yeah. a way to reimburse the guy for the, for the charging. And it comes out of his electricity bill. So it's not like he's having to like, pay 10 bucks every time is just kind of like a well yeah, I mean his yeah. bill definitely goes up but it you're reimbursing up. him for it yeah it's not like you're going you know it's not like they're buying like something like food or something where they got to pay out like right then it's just kind of already automatically withdrawing yeah and and I don't have anything set up like that but if I ever did I would probably run the averages and then just pay him extra for the inconvenience mm-hmm. right and just be like, look, the math comes out that this thing's running us about $37 a month to recharge yeah. it. I'm just going to go ahead and pay you 50 Yeah. And, and it just is what it is. And so that way I'm covering $50 of your electric bill. It's, it's very similar to when you ask people to use their own personal devices. Mm-hmm. You know, use your personal cell phone or use your personal computer or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. 
you can give them a technology reimbursement. Mm -hmm. If the employer's not front-loading most of the the technology, then you can give them a technology reimbursement if mm -hmm. you have to. So it just kind of depends. Everyone's got the different tools and everything else. Yeah. I so, what if they live like in an apartment or something like that? Uh, if they lived in an apartment, then you probably wouldn't be sending them home in an EV yeah, because just, there's no yeah. way to charge it. If you live in an apartment, you probably shouldn't own an electric vehicle because there's no way to yeah. recharge it. Well, and I that's mean, just stupid. And you have no money. Well, like, I mean, that's like, hateful, but it's just true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> like, I'm not going to knock anybody for living in apartments, but like. But, he, but if you're living in an apartment, you aren't driving a Tesla. Well, well, I, I saw some of the, I saw some of the nicest cars in my apartment complex. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of very wealthy people that relocate around the country often, and it doesn't make sense for them to buy a home, mm -hmm. and so they they rent and lease for years at a time or whatever that, else. That is very true, but they are usually not in the types of apartments that don't have in ground parking with uh maybe electric plug-in. But like, let's be honest. But ultimately, like honestly, I've done enough with the electric vehicle thing to where um. I've recognized that the way to do it wrong is to not have the ability to charge at home overnight. If you're relying on public charging 100% of the way, you are not going to have a good experience with electric vehicles at all. 100%. No, no. I've seen Mitch take 12 hours to get to Denver. I got your definition, Mitch, of accoutrement. Oh, I found one too. To provide with equipment or furnishings. Yeah. Or other items carried or worn by a personal. How do you spell it? It is A-C-C-O-U-T-R-E-M-E-N-T. -E -E that's accoutrement, which is just, that's the long version of accoutrement. Yeah, so it's not Acura, Massachusetts. Got no, it. it's not. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> he was holding out like maybe 30% chance. It's <laughs> I probably, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'll just throw, well, my, like, I'm I'm throw myself 100% under the bus here. Sometimes I feel smarter when I use fancy words. Yeah. Because I like, like I, this is, it's going to blow people away. I read a lot. Like, but they're usually short form, and so I'm pretty well read. This but, coming from the guy who doesn't read books. I can actually yeah, I see him I read, as a reader. I, like, I read very short books, yeah. and I re read very short like stories. Newspaper articles. And I, st and, and I study a lot of things that interest me, Yeah, but in small form. Yeah. So I learn all these big words, and I'm like, man, this is going to make me sound so fucking smart. And I know that when I say it, I look like a huge douche. Like, I, I know yeah. when I read it, I'm like, okay, we have just shot myself in the foot there. You know, right. I just... I shouldn't do it, but I, it's for me. I'm gonna, you know, it's just for me. I'm gonna change gears here. We're gonna talk about another topic. Yeah, we're already on 48 minutes. Let's yeah. go, man. This, uh, not, this not that one, I have anything to fucking do. I mean, this one's more informative. It's not as Tired. much up for discussion, but it's just more of a great gem for you guys to do. Um, I want to talk about marketing tracking. So, as you're newer and younger in business, um, you're you're spending money on marketing efforts in places, right? You might sponsor the little league's baseball team. You might sponsor something at the school. You might put a banner up at the ballpark. Like who knows what you're doing, right? Yeah. This is actually going to be really good stuff. Yeah. Um, in a short form, what you need to be doing is whatever CRM you're using, whether it's field pulse or any of the others, you need to be making sure that you're, you have call source identifiers, Whenever you book a call, so explain call source identifiers because no one's listen, no if, one knows. If Dave calls into my company and he says, "Hey, I need to have you guys look at my water heater," one of the steps in our call booking process is we ask, "How did you hear about us?" And I want to hear from Dave's own mouth how he heard about us. 
Right? I heard from you on, I saw your ad on Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. Either saw Whatever ad on Facebook. Is. My neighbor told me to call you. I'm friends with Mitch. We grew up together. We went to school together. That fucker cut me off on the highway. <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be, right? That's good, dude. I see your trucks driving around town. Um, <laughs> I put a, I, and I'm just, I'm just going over all the ones that we have. Your employee um, gave me the finger out of the window as he blew by I, me. I'm like, 100% honest. Oh, Smedley Plumbing. Oh, okay, maybe I'll call them and then kick that guy's ass. You, know, I, you never know what's going to happen. We had, this was like a year and a half ago. We had somebody call in and we asked how they heard about us. And they said, ironically, one of your vans just cut me off on the highway. <laughs> That's good. Cool. Was, it, was it Spencer? No. <laughs> they, they followed it up with like the reasoning why like the car came into their lane and they didn't have anywhere to go but swerve. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was like divine intervention. He was like, I love it. Plumbing That's, van cuts you off, and the wife calls and says they have no hot water. Like you call that van, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> he and, didn't kill us. Yeah. We're gonna call him. <laughs> call that van. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's um, good shit, dude. <laughs> you know, other other ways that you could be getting leads is like, well, I put it on my local community group, and everyone said to call you, right? So yeah. that's a Facebook referral. Yeah, community um, page referral through Facebook. Yeah, that's how you'd write that down. Um, I was a part of a BNI group for a little while, Business Networking International. Um. And, and so we have that as a call source. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we have like door hangers as a call source. If, if somebody got one of our door hangers or anything like that, what do you, let me ask you something. So in your CRM, are those programmed in and they just click on one or do they have to type it in? No, I I get to call source and they have to type in what it is. No, I edit all of the selectable fields. Okay. And you you don't want to leave it to free form, type it in, however. I know. That's and the why reason why is because one dispatcher might call it might call that a Facebook referral, another one might call that a Facebook word lead, yeah. one might call it a digital word of mouth, one might call it a Facebook community page referral, and it creates impossible tracking later on. So you have just for an example, you have ten clickable things that they can yes. go to, and then you have an eleventh that's an other no, for some weird reason. I don't reason. have another. What if what if it doesn't fit into that? They may, we make it fit into one of them. Okay. Because okay. as soon as you put other, then everything becomes other. I and then agree, and then you're hundred percent. Then you're back to where you started. One hundred percent agree. Right. So never Which is ever very, have another. Very weird. Yeah. So that's got me the last two weeks. Yeah. Noticed? Yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that's the first one today. It's so, very good. So you, you want to be tracking where all of your calls from come from. And the reason why you want to be tracking that is because in the future, you're going to be able to pull reports yep. and you're going to be able to say 39% of my calls come from word of mouth referral. 20% of my calls come from Google, my business, uh, 10% of my calls come from Facebook referrals and 5% of my calls come from Facebook ads. And Facebook ads <laughs> would be different than Facebook referrals. Yeah. And why is that important, Mitch? Because that allows you to now take your mar- what you're spending and all of those efforts. There it is. And then you can start getting a, a return on your investment. So, for instance, if I dump $2,000 into Facebook ads. Yep. Then, and, and I dump that money into Facebook ads in February. Well, then at the end of February, I can go pull my reports and find out how many jobs did I get from those for those $2,000 what was our gross profit from those $2,000? And then I can take my gross profit and divide it into my spend. And know how And much. then I can create an ROI. That's and the right. ROI you're looking for on any ad spend is 800% return on investment. So for every dollar you spend in any ad spend, you're looking for $8 of gross profit in return. Now, 800 is a solid number it's a big number. We're not going to turn our nose up at a 600% ROI. We are absolutely not getting excited. 
All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. About a 150% ROI. You're not, you're not getting excited, but you are happy that it wasn't a dump. Like, well, and, you know what I mean? Like, and some of your marketing efforts are absolutely going to be a dump. Well, and, and, and that's what I want to say. I want to, we'll just talk about it just a little bit. Cause I'm going to throw you under the bus. Like, um, if, if you spend $3,000 and you get 150%, like that doesn't mean don't do that anymore. That means maybe control your spending, maybe tag it down a little ways, but it's not a zero. Well, and like, it, it doesn't necessarily mean control your spending. The marketing is interesting. Maybe you didn't spend fair, enough. It's very well, and that's what I want to get into because it's very, very interesting. Yeah, like what we were talking about for you for January, mm-hmm. and that's what I meant by throw you in. A, and I, you know, I don't mean that, but no, I'll be, I'll be a hundred percent transparent. I know that, that's why I'm, gonna, I'm making you bring it up. Like, yeah. we, you know, we talk to guys all the time. Well, I spent fifteen hundred dollars in in Google ads. Well, how many calls did you get? Two. That's right. a problem. Yeah. Like, how? What was your sales conversion on those two calls? One. Like 50%. We sold one. Right. Well, what'd you make? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Like, that's the whole point is you need to know how much money you're making for the $1,500 spent or the $3,000 spent. Yeah. And that's where we're going with this. Yeah. So Mitch is going to be eat some humble pie. No, no, no. So, I'm just kidding, man. So Relax. Like in, <laughs> in January. His face got all red. I'm just kidding, man. In, in January, um, I had a 91% ROI on Google LSA leads. Yeah. So for those that don't know, the green check mark that you can get on your Google page yeah, is Google, Google Local verified. Services, yeah. Google Verified. Yeah. And, and so you're paying Google to be in the top three spots. And they don't even list your phone number. They have a call button. And when, you, they, when the customer clicks on that call button and you answer your phone, Google is going to charge you an amount. And it changes all over the nation. It changes based off of your region. And it changes based off of your type of service you provide. For yeah. me in Kansas City, Google LSA leads cost me about $60 to make my phone ring. Okay. Yeah. And, it, and it's changed for you. It for used the last to be six months. Yeah. It used to be sure. about $51 and now yeah. it's 60, right? Yeah. So um, now that's just to make the phone ring. That doesn't yeah. guarantee me profit. That doesn't even nope. guarantee a call on my board. No, it doesn't. Right. So when I started out with Google, we were getting, um, so we typically, before Google, we typically book 70% of the calls that come in. So if we get 10 calls coming in, we're going to put seven of them as a call on our board. You were booking 70% yeah. until January? No, 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 no. At, you're still at 70. Okay. No, before Google. Okay. 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 That's we, why I was we, asking. We was typically confused. book 70% of the inbound calls. Okay. Okay. Um, following once I started doing Google LSA, we noticed that, Hey, these LSA calls, we only book them at like 50%. So half the calls weren't even booking with us, right? Drop drop 20%. You're dropping two calls for every 10. Well, 
it, when you're paying $60 for a call. Yeah, it's tough. And it takes two calls to get one on your board. Now you just paid $120 to have access to run a service call. Yeah. Right. So then you need to follow that service call all the way through the whole process and say, what did that service call net us and everything else? And you are doing this one call at a time. You're doing this months at a time. Yeah, months because, or two months at a time. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could have one service call that doesn't net you shit, and you don't want to give up on it because the next one could have netted you a $10,000 job. That's right. right. So That's right. 100%. You're, you're playing a longer game with this. but um, It's like SEO. You've yeah. got to be putting that money in to find out. So for like for January, Which, I had a 91% ROI on Google LSA leads. Um we we got 25 Google LSA leads in January. We only booked five of them. Mm. So right there, that's tough, man. We were paying out the ass. We paid three hundred dollars yeah. each for five calls. That's tough, right? Man, so then tough. we didn't even make fifteen hundred. So that would be fifteen hundred bucks. You lost money on that. We didn't even those. make fifteen hundred dollars in gross profit on those. We made about like fourteen fifty or something like that. So you we had a ninety one percent ROI. We lost money. Yeah. Essentially, right? Not a lot, but you, I mean, not a lot, really but close to being even. And so, rather, which is, which is a waste of time. No, right? not, no, no, it's not a waste of time. It's a waste of money. How about that? It's only a waste of time if you give up and you don't learn anything from it. So, okay. we learn lesson, from it. Le- give me the lesson. Yeah. It's only a waste of time if you give up and fail. That's the true failure. Now, Agreed. if you learn from it and say, okay, you know, and, and this is, this is off of months of data. But you're able to say like, okay, we did this and we got this kind of ROI. We did this, we got this kind of ROI. We did this and we got a 91% ROI, right? And so now we're able to say like, okay, Google LSA for plumbing, it has 16 services that you can select. Well, I deselected all of the cheap services. After after the fact. After the fact, right? After the fact. So okay. I deselected all the cheap services. In other words, don't call me for faucet rebuilds. So you're so you are in the what? Sewer repair? Yeah, like, what, we, were, what were they? Water it was the ones we leave on. We've left on, and and do if you're listening to this show, that's do why not, I'm asking you, dude. Right, because they're gonna ask, people are gonna ask. Do do not take this as advice. Do you're list, you're lit, you're getting live. You're, you're getting a, a view from me live as I am learning and playing with marketing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we I'm turned off everything. All questions, man. We turned off everything except water heaters, water line replacement, pipe repairs and underground utilities. Okay. Okay? okay. So basically things that have a chance to be bigger jobs. Things in other are, words, things that are 2,500 and up probably. Well, would maybe I guess, but in other words, realistically, if I'm booking one out of every five Google LSA leads, that means I'm spending $60 per phone call. I'm only booking one call out of that. And so now I'm spending $300 for a call that call better be a call that I can actually gross profit more than three hundred dollars on. Yeah, right? which means it needs to be something that jobs that are twenty five hundred, three thousand right. bucks and up. And let's and be honest. For like part of this is in our market, we charge service charges here. Not everybody does. In California, there's a lot of companies that don't charge service charges. Everything's a free estimate, and then they just screw you when they yeah. get in the door. Aaron Benoit. Yeah, he's so learned a lot from him about Cali. Right. <laughs> And so what happens is in our market, since everyone's charges service charges and it's a good qualification tool here, um, what we run into with the reason we're only booking one out of every five is because four out of five customers are like, well, you charge an $89, $89 service charge, I'm going to call somebody else. Uh, okay. and, and so that's costing us, right? Now, we could, in theory, we could dispute that with Google. Um, we could dispute that because... 
we do not have selected, we offer free estimates. And if they're wanting us to come out for free, that's a free estimate. We could dispute it. However... But I was going to say, we, we've talked about this. You do not want to do that. And why? I, well, I don't know this. I have a feeling I don't want to be in the habit of disputing a lot of calls with Google because that makes it difficult for Google to send calls to me because I'm going to dispute half of them. Yeah. And I don't want that track record with Google. No, you don't. Google's a data machine, so I want to give them as much data as I can. So we went, we, we purposefully... What's the say yes theory? Well, we, we had a conscious decision to go three months without disputing a single call. And we wanted to see what happened, right? Google started sending us more leads because we didn't dispute any. However, they weren't all that great of leads. Okay. Yeah. So our... Again, trial and error, trial and error. We try it until we get it. WD-40, the lubricant. The reason it's called WD-40 is because he failed 39 times, yeah. but he never gave up. Right? Yeah. Get so, after it, baby. So this is us learning about Lube Google. that thing up and get in there. And, and Google is all, like, they're ever-changing. So what works today won't work in three months, and what works in three months won't work next year. Yeah. But, you know, we're constantly trying to stay up with everything. But ultimately, we carved it down to the four more expensive services that we offer, and and now our call volume from Google LSA has dropped dramatically, which I don't mind because yeah. it's saving me money. Yeah. And we're we're back. We're going to be back into a positive ROI on Google leads. Right. And so essentially business ownership is learning what has a good mm -hmm. return on investment and then figuring out how to scale that, how to make. In, in other <laughs> words, if I spend one dollar and I get eight dollars in gross profit in return, then the goal is how fast can I spend the dollar? Yeah. Well, and and the goal is also at what point have I spent too much that I'm not getting that same return? That, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's called the rule of diminishing return. Yeah, you're trying to find that delicate balancing point or the gray, I call it the gray area, but you're trying to find that gray area of, okay, when have I done too much or too little yeah. in a lot of cases, but in this case, too much. Yeah. And so what, what you would have there is like, okay, I spent $2,000 on this and I got $8,000 back in gross profit. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's try spending $4,000 in this and you get yeah. 15000 in gross profit. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. let's try spending $6,000 in this and now you Scale get back. Yeah. $13,000 in gross profit. Like you're, you're running into that diminishing return, right? And, and the real problem is, and I'm not going to say problem. It's not a problem. The challenge is that that changes all the time, mm -hmm. right? It's it, it literally is going to change all the time. And there is no formula that regardless of what any marketer says to you or marketing company says, that that bullseye is always going to change. Right. It's always going to change. You may have got lucky one month in Lee Summit just for you. like it, and, you, and hit that fucking 800% on the nuts. Right. And then next month added a little bit. And you got a thousand percent and you're like, oh man, we're perfect. We're going to add a little more. And then you do it. And then that next month, you're 400%. Like, yep. you know, there are just, there are certain things that you can't, how do I say this? You can't antiquate. Like there's just, well, sometimes the math isn't going to work out because you either hit a hot month, hit another hot month, hit two slow months. You know what I mean? And that's why when we talk about marketing and marketing spend and we tell the guys, hey, look, your marketing spend should be 30%. 20%, whatever. No, no, I know. Not 30%. I'm, I'm making up. I'm making up. <laughs> well, make up real numbers. Your marketing percent <laughs> should never exceed 10% of your revenue. Okay. Say, so <laughs> well, depending on what field you're in, that's different. Plumbing is not heating, cooling. Even in heating, heating, cooling is even lower. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying those numbers aren't the same. Regardless of what your spend is, 
lawn mowing company, what whatever your advertising dollars are, you're gonna piss away a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. my point. Yeah. Not not to what the percentage is or what the number is. Some months you're gonna hit and you're gonna hit good. The next month, it may be a dumpster fire. Right. Like it's just that's kind of the like I don't wanna say just the nature of the beast, but it kind of is like marketing can just be like, you can dial it and get close and then keep running off the experience that you've learned in marketing. Yes. The longer you do it, the better you're going to get, but you're still going to have outliers yeah. where you're just, man, I just pissed that money away and I don't, you know well, what I mean? But don't, don't let that deter you. So what you're talking all the way around is you need consistent tracking over a period of time. That's what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. You can't, you can't take one month of analysis and make massive decisions off of it. Yes. You're going to take one month of analysis and realize, okay, we won in these two areas. We lost in these two areas. Let's keep doing exactly what we were doing and see what happens next month. And then if you win in the same two and you lose in the same two, now you have twice as much data to work with than the first month. Right? Yes, 100%. And so the rule of thumb in marketing is half of your marketing dollars are wasted. It's just a matter of which half. And most people never track anything, and so they have no clue. No, and they don't. They they literally will spend endlessly to chase. What do they call it? They're just they're chasing fireflies around. They're just they're literally. I'm going to spend here. 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 And then they're going to the next month they're going to be like, well, my growth stayed the same. Well, well, that's not what you should be tracking. Right. You should be tracking like you were talking about earlier. Where did these calls come in? And then categorizing them. They came from Facebook. Right. They came from billboards. They came from TV ads and Lee Summit. They came from wherever. Right. And so that you can actually know what dollars I spent went to where. That Well, so. And that's where, and what I really want to get at is, like, it takes a lot of effort and patience and um, hard work to do all of that. The real problem is people just spend willy-nilly in marketing because they're lazy. Yes. You know what I mean? They just, they think I'm going to spend five grand and see results. Well, well, if you don't, like you were saying earlier, if you're not tracking those results, there's no way for you to even know. So, so how can you prove to yourself that you spent 30,000 and got 20? You can't, if right. you're not tracking that shit. So you just hit on something that's very, very key there. What a lot of small businesses do, they don't understand marketing. I do. They aren't, they aren't willing to do what it takes to learn marketing. They aren't willing to, like in, in trade wins, the biggest piece of marketing that we teach in trade wins is how to use your own social media for marketing. Um, I've been a guest on several appearances, uh, both in person and virtual for how I grew our company to over a million dollars in revenue without spending hardly any money in marketing. Well, and that's the, uh, like, I don't want this to be a trade wins thing, but that's, that's the key of our trade wins quote unquote speech is look, you don't have to spend any money to get right. to a million. And right. then after that, we will talk to you about marketing. Right. But ultimately you've got guys that are so desperate to have somebody else solve their problem. They don't want to take accountability for it. Yeah, just throw money away. What happens is they're like, well, I spent five grand with this marketing agency and it didn't work, so it was their fault. No, it wasn't their fault. You're lazy and you thought you could solve a problem with money instead of work and you you put the problem onto them and when they didn't produce results in a month, it gives them to be the scapegoat. 
It's yeah. no it's no different than the 49ers firing their defensive coordinator after losing the Super Bowl I, I, when yeah. it has absolutely nothing to do like their defense held the Chiefs to the lowest yeah. one of the lower scores of the season. I was, it's just a scapegoat. Yeah, right? I was gonna say Democrats, but that, that's good too. <laughs> that works like, too, right? And, and, and just you just blame the prior president for everything. Well, you just blame the prior president, and then just well, I meant to throw money at it. Let's just throw money at it yeah. until the problem's solved. That's not true. On the 49ers, that guy is going to be a hell. He's a hell of a coach, and he's going to get. He's going to land job. an awesome job. Yeah, he's going to have an awesome fucking yeah. job. So, so they're idiots. Yeah. Onwards. Sir. Ultimately, Sorry. what you Go have ahead. is you, when you have people throwing money at things to solve problems without any internal tracking, it's yeah. laziness. It's 100% laziness. Yeah, it's the government. So I spent seven months with a marketing agency that fucked my eyeballs out, but I was tracking every move they made. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring any of that up. Well, <laughs> I was tracking every move they made. Yeah, you right? were. Yeah. And, Which and you should have been. You should have been. At month three and four... I started recognizing massive problems. Oh, uh, shit. Okay? Here we go. Yeah. However, at month three and four, I start recognizing these massive problems. You don't cut bait right away, no. right? You, you, you recognize the problem. You have conversations with them about how do we course correct this, right? It's no different than an employee. When you have an employee and you start recognizing problems, you don't just fire them right away because you'd never have employees again. You, you've got no. to try to work with them. You've got to try to salvage no. things and everything else. No. Sounds like Somers Plumbing Company in 2003. Go <laughs> ahead. Keep, so, keep rolling. <laughs> so you, you, you realize these bad behaviors, and then you start trying to track them further and course correct and everything else. And then eventually, once you have all of the information, now you cut your losses, yeah. right? Well, well, then you can make an educated decision. Yeah. I, I can either cut if, my losses and move on, or they're getting better. And, like, that's... If I would have if I would have fired fired that marketing agency (laughs) at month three and four, if I would have fired them then, then I would have had zero data, zero tracking, zero anything, and I would have just been like, yeah, the marketing agency fucked me, and that's why I suck, and that's it, right? But because I stayed on with them and I tried, and let's try this and let's try this, I now learned. Yes, I paid more, but but all lessons cost money. But you learned that next time. I know what to look out for. I know what to do. Yes. And I also, at their expense and my expense, I learned more about what works and what doesn't, right? Yeah. I also learned, and this is why internal tracking is key. We mentioned it earlier. I asked the inbound customer, how did you hear about us? I don't rely on the marketing agency to tell me what avenue leads came in from. And this is very important. Well, it's very important because it can allow you to, you can pull them down the carpet and say, no. Right. I know where these leads came in. So let me give you a prime example. Marketing agencies love to claim leads that aren't theirs. So if Mrs. Jones says, oh man, my water heater's broken, and Mrs. Jones is really, really good friends with her neighbor, Susie, okay? Maybe Mrs. Jones goes to Susie and goes, hey, do you know any good plumbers? My water heater's leaking. And Susie says, oh my gosh, I just had Smedley Plumbing out. They're amazing. Give them a call, right? So now... She, she doesn't know our number, right? Yeah. So now, now she Googles you. Now Mrs. Jones goes to Google, finds our number, clicks on our oh, website, okay. peruses yeah. around yeah. a little bit, and then calls us. Okay. Yeah. When Mrs. Jones calls my company and we say, "How did you hear about us?" Mrs. Jones is going to say, "My neighbor Susie had great things to say about you, so I called you." Yeah. Okay. And your marketing agency is going to go. Well, that came from Google. That is a word of mouth referral. Now, 100%, the digital bro. tracking for that. Nobody knows that Susie and Mrs. Jones had a conversation. 
So the digital path for that is the marketing agency sees them go to Google, sees them go to our website and everything else. Excellent. And then the marketing agency loves to say, that's a website lead. That's our lead. Fuck you, it is. Bullshit it is. It's because I gave her neighbor amazing service and that's a word of mouth referral, right? Yeah. And so that's why you have to track internally because marketing agencies lie and they lie through the teeth. And and they don't and, and I don't say they're I'm not saying they're doing this maliciously. Some absolutely the are. Fuck, they aren't. But they don't have three. anything else to Got go off of. <laughs> they don't have anything else to go off of. All of their indicators say this is a website lead, right? So that's why you have to track internally. Now there is only one area where tracking internally is impossible, and that is. Uh, it's impossible to track internally if somebody you can't cipher between Google My Business, Google LSA, and Google Ads. They found you on Google, so it makes it a little difficult to like Google LSA. You can track independently because you know, like the call rings different. You get an email every time you get a Google LSA lead. Like those are so absolutely trackable. Pick, you can go through and pick those out, so you can you can change that to a sixty six percent. Okay, maybe one of these, and then you're flipping a coin on the other two. But so, Google LSA, okay. or I'm sorry, Google My Business and Google Ads are very difficult to track independently because you don't know if they clicked on a Google ad or they clicked on your Google profile. It, gotcha. it makes it tough. Okay, okay. So. That outside of those two. That makes sense. What I mean by this is... Dude, you're doing great. If, you, if you're going to pay for a banner at the local ball field to have your company on there, put a different tracking number on it. Put a different phone number on it. Put a different... That rings Q- diff- Look, like we talk about QR codes. You can do a QR like code. Like if you're doing... If you're doing... Um, we talked about this the other day. If you're doing... Um, we were talking to Joe Mullen, and he was talking about doing some advertising on... Um, what what uh, was it? Um, so golf course scorecards. Golf, golf course, course scorecards. Yep. But like the same thing as the banner. Like make a QR code that says and, and make it a call to action is what you were telling him. Like, hey, if you keep this card, have the QR code on there, but when you turn it in, 5%, 10%, whatever it is. Same thing with the uh, – you could do this with a QR code too on a banner. Like you could um, – if someone went on there and scanned that QR code, like you can send them a coupon digitally that's on their phone mm-hmm. and you can make them turn that in. Yeah. And that's trackable now. Instead of like the old days where it was like, well, I had a banner. Well, I, I paid for a billboard. Well, how did you hear about us? Well, I saw your billboard. Well, which one? Right. Like I, I have one at every ball field. I have three on it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it just gets to the point where you can't track it, but QR codes make it extremely easy yeah. and listen it like so my brother did one for us for trade wins mm-hmm. that's qr code he'd never done it in his life took him fucking 10 minutes yeah you can do it for free like, they got so, free qr generators so anybody that's so anything that you're doing that is like what you were saying is ball field crap is scorecard stuff whatever you can have an individual qr code on there that sends them a coupon that allows you to track and if you spend five grand and you get one well Maybe you shouldn't be spending that five grand. If you right. spend five grand and you made 10, 15, 20, hey, that's actually working. Right. Now, I'm, I'm going to dispel what you said just a little bit. Your, okay. free, your free QR generators are just going to take you to a website. Well, that's so, a, and that's what I'm, you need to have one that's custom built that gives that coupon code that they hold on to. Right. That so, sends it to their phone 
or gonna, two there, whatever. I'm going to go even cheaper. So to do to do what go you ahead. just said, you go would ahead. have to pay your website guy. It's cheap, man. No, it's cheap. I'm Hold on. You'd have to pay your website you guy. I'm going to interrupt you this whole time. <laughs> You'd kidding. have to go pay ahead. your website guy to create a brand new hidden page that nobody else can find except if you scan that QR code. Okay. Otherwise, anybody on your website could go to that page. If it's not hidden, anybody else on your website could go to that page and say, yeah, I'm using this QR code, and you're going to wrongly attribute the lead, right? Well, that's No, that's not true. So you can make those so that if, it, if I scan it with my phone, it only goes to this one device. I understand. However... Like, you don't have to... It, it, it can be completely mobile. doesn't have to be on your website. doesn't be anything. Now, if they wanted to share that with a bunch of people, they could. But a, a if they, QR code takes you to a website, you have to have a separate page on your website that is hidden from anything else. They cannot access it from the public version of your website that they would be able to use that QR code for. So the easier way to do this, skip the whole QR code, skip technology, skip everything on your banner that you have made for the ball field. You put use coupon code baseball 30. Cool. Anybody that says baseball 30, you know they saw your baseball banner at the ball fields. That's true. Done. Same thing as a QR code. Not really. Because a QR, like I say, a QR code requires that you pay your website company to create a hidden site that that QR code goes to. And keep in mind, old people don't like QR codes. That's true. They don't. Old people don't like, uh, old, old people, people with a jitterbug also, phone ain't going to scan your QR code. Also, pe- old people will not like remember whatever like if it's B ball thirty, they right. can't remember that either. Old people had the worst time ever during COVID when everyone know. was scanning this QR code awful. for the restaurant. It was so awful. They're like, ah, my jitterbug doesn't scan QR codes. Yeah. You know, oh, we can get you a paper copy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. So the easiest way to do it, call our number. You know, eight one six, all sevens, or you know whatever yeah. the number is, right? And then use baseball thirty for a thirty dollar off coupon. Cool. Anybody that uses baseball thirty, I know they saw my baseball banner right anybody that uses billboard 40 i know they saw my billboard banner right yeah or so whenever you hear radio announcements and you sell you know tell them zeke montana sent you the reason they're saying that yeah, so they can track is it. so that they can track that you heard them from the webs or from the radio yeah. ad from zeke montana yeah, and they're getting 0.5 percent of whatever well, yeah i'm, I'm sure zeke's getting a cut or whatever yeah. but still of course it, it comes down to trackability and marketing knowing yes. where you're wasting your money well and that's what we we're talking about with the whole marketing thing here on the show today is if you aren't tracking if you don't have a way to track if you're too lazy and don't do it then don't even spend money on marketing. Yeah. Because you literally are just pissing money away because there's no way for you to antiquate yeah. what's happening. Now, it's impossible. Now, let me let me also ha! let me also say this. Whenever you're marketing, don't be fucking boring. Nobody is gonna see your banner out there that's <laughs> like, call Smedley Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. Use baseball 30 for this QR code. <laughs> I didn't know this if, is where you were going, but that's good. If you want to be friggin' smart, say like have your banner say like, hey, I know your kid's in left field because he freaking sucks, and that's where we send all the kids that suck. So while he's busy staring at the inside of his baseball glove, you should call us for your plumbing service. I, like, I love that. Troll him a little bit. I mean, I love that, but it's like, man, though that poor fucking kid out right. there. Like, I'm just, his parents are like, fuck Mitch Smedley. Like, <laughs> if, if you're going to sponsor the golf, like the scorecards, oh, be yeah. like, yeah, our score sucks too, but it's a good thing we're good at plumbing. Yeah. Like, 
but seriously, put yeah. your wedge back in the bag. Right. Like you won't you ain't need got it, bro. You won't need to use a foot wedge if you use us. So you know, like come up with come up with something. People, <laughs> the foot wedge. People, I played. I played golf with Mitch, and he he needs to use the foot wedge. People people <laughs> see hundreds of ads every day. They're yeah. conditioned to ignore them. However, oh, get creative with f- your ads. We, right? we should start an maybe we should start an ad company, a marketing company. If if you if you're <laughs> gonna so if you're gonna run a billboard along the highway, you your John billboard Hamm. should say like, well, if you're not paying attention to the highway, at least you saw our sign. Yeah, right. Try now, not to crash, bitch. Right. <laughs> like, hey, I'm glad to see you're not texting and driving. Call us. Yeah. You know, like, come come up with something that's Dude, not like seriously. Please why do, call us. Why do we not have an advertising company? You're, you're spilling gold here. You've seen my I know, they're digital great. ads. I know. Like, yeah. You just came out with four gold ones that are better than anything I've seen you post on Facebook. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, it's time to start. Yeah. Like, maybe we just get it going. Dude. <laughs> you're in your... You're feeling it today. There's there's a... Half a, uh, half the, a glass of whiskey down. Mitch is usually, like, right in the zone. One of the larger plumbing companies in Kansas City, there's literally a billboard for rent above their shop. And I thought about renting that you billboard should. How and much being is like, it? "We're above their comp. We're above the competition." Literally, you right? know, it would be great when I was hiring a tra- plumbers. A trade winds banner would be great. Trade winds. You want to start your own company? Screw these guys. And there's just an arrow that points yeah. down. Like that would be great. I'll when, pay for it. <laughs> when I was when I was first starting my company and looking for my first few plumbers, it's really hard to hire your first because nobody wants to take a chance on the new company, right? With no employees. And so I, I literally thought about, about that renting before. that billboard. And putting code questions on there. <laughs> That'd be and, so good. And dude. literally 98% of the people driving by that billboard were not going to understand any of it. No. However, all the plumbers driving to yeah. that shop would have been <laughs> like, so good, I know dude. the answer to that. What is the maximum allowable water pressure in a home? I know that. Text your answer yeah. to yada, yada, yada. <laughs> well, they would text me the answer and I would send them an, uh, a job application. Dude. So seriously, marketing agency. I'm, I'm, I'm telling starting you, an LLC tomorrow. All so so what gets noticed, like like you want to get noticed in marketing, right? Of course. So there's well, you a just reason. Don't be, you don't want to be the mundane in marketing. That's right. really what you want, right? Like you so, don't want to be everyone else. You don't want to be that guy that buys a billboard on the side of the highway and oh, we deliver better service than anybody else. Yeah, everybody says that, right? Yeah. Go silly with it. Like yeah. literally take cousin Eddie from Christmas vacation, dumping sewage into the, into the sewer and be like, shitter's full. You should call Smedley plumbing. Yeah. I love it. Like I love get it. creative with that stuff. I love it. The I, mundane ones are the hotel ones. Be like seven years in a row, the best hotel voted by whatever. Yeah, whatever. Every, every time All I trophies. see one of those, I think, Hmm. What they have like one less bed bug than the other fucking six that right. were in their category. Like that's what I yeah. think. Like okay, you all suck. You just suck the we least. We have less cockroaches than anybody else. For yeah. bed, breakfast, free Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. free, free wifi. Wow. Free wifi. Yeah. Actually, oh we we, we stayed at a hotel that had a free dinner. That was actually pretty awesome. It was on the way back from that during Blizzard Elliot. Drury you know, Inn. You yeah. know what we should do? In Sykeston, we have the free dinner. That's, I'm telling you, Drury Inn's got it down. That's what... They do have that's it That's the hotel we went to, and yeah, we're like, yeah. nice. So, free, free alcoholic drinks, too. We got... Two per person per night. And it was like a Skippy... pot. It wasn't a Skippy dinner. Like, they had, like... Um, like it was a steak? Like sloppy Joes, and they had, sloppy like, Joes. pizzas and soda and Mitch all that sort of stuff. fucking Sloppy Joes. Now, they won't sell you way. alcohol. You get, but you get it for liquor free? license. You can't liquor license allows you to sell alcohol. They don't have a liquor license. I don't want to get in a whole but for thing guests here. over twenty one, 
You yeah. can get two free alcoholic drinks at a Drury Inn every night. I love Nachos. And- you know, we have, uh, so someone dropped out of the trade wins. They had death in the family yep. for the event. Yep. We have that free room. I'm thinking about making Austin go. We'd have to pay for his airfare. I don't care. And Caitlin's. They're a matched pair. Man, do you know the kind of trouble they'd get in in Vegas? We'd make them. Like, you guys I would, would just they don't gamble they don't drink i'd give him money to gamble and drink and be like do it vegas is like the exact opposite of everything i know <laughs> i know that's why I, it would be funny I've, I've been to vegas before and it was my first encounter <laughs> with like someone who's like a wild guy there's this guy who's passing us right in the face <laughs> yell at us. that's just me yeah <laughs> that's just me on saturday night this week so so we'll wrap uh, this out with by the time this show time, drops man. We will be on a plane, like literally the moment this show drops, we are on a plane headed to Las Vegas yeah. for a trade winds event. Yeah, I thought about like like saying, hey, we have one more chance, blah, blah, No. No, it's too late. It's by, by the You're time out. the show drops, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. And if you... It, and it's it, for members only. Well, even if you even if you emailed me Thursday afternoon, like, I want to be a member to go, dude, nope. I ain't doing it. Get, I mean, I got too much shit to do. Sorry. So... <laughs> I'm out. Quick, quick be a little. Member if you want, it's cool, but you ain't making it. Quick Sorry. little outro on Trade Winds is so with Trade Winds, we're doing about three events a year. One of them is a private event. We have one of these literally the day this show drops. David and I are flying to it in Vegas. Oh, it's um, gonna be so great, man. And these events are all focused on the values. So we've got a couple of speakers coming in from out of town that are gonna talk about some awesome stuff. And literally, like we hand-selected the speakers for this event based off of when the event is happening in the year. It's early in the year, so it's yep. great to have these speakers come in and drop the game they're going to drop so that we can do what we're going to do in the future. Sales, baby. And um, uh, so we're as we do these events, we're going to be kind of chasing the weather a little bit. We've got an event that we're wanting to do in, like, I think it's Montana, um, but we're going to wait for a summertime to do that one because we, we don't want to be snowshoeing in montana we want to be able to go out and go hiking in the beautiful scenery and the comfortable weather and yeah. not the frigid weather we need because to, we need to seriously talk to scott about that yeah and we're see, going if, to. see if we're going to be able to do we're it. absolutely see if we're going to be able to make it happen so um <clears throat> if you guys want more info and trade ones trade wins there is a link in the description of this show you can click on that and we will work literally directly with you so yeah, or call mitch at 816-726-2627 austin you're gonna edit that out we are not dropping my phone number on the po- hey wait wait hold on I'm i just, just realized kidding. that's my old phone number call that number all yeah. you want i know that's man. not I my just, current phone number I, I was wondering if you were gonna catch it <laughs> yeah. so uh you haven't used that thing in like i know eight years, that was a probably. great number though because it was the same forwards yeah. and backwards Seven, two, it was six, a palindrome two, six, two, seven. Nice. that's yeah. why i remember it because yeah. it literally it's like once you know it it's in your brain forever yep. so um <laughs> It, just oh, a just man. a quick high level overview of Tradewinds. We have three different groups. The base group costs two fifty a month. With that group, you get a once weekly group coaching call with myself. Dave will probably be on there I from will time be from to time. Now on. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we meet week. with our crew members once a week as a group. Uh, you get access to our private Facebook group that is only Tradewinds members, only trades based business owners in that group. So you can ask business questions without getting flamed up. Uh, like you get chastised in most uh, public Facebook the groups. The forums suck. There is bad. It sucks. And and so you get access to our online video course where we literally go through everything you need to do to start your own trades based business and get you to a very healthy level right off the get, right off the get go. So um, uh, we also 
are very proud to say that most of our members, most all of our members that have been with us for three months or longer are getting a 10x return on their investment. So if they're spending 250 bucks a month with us, they're seeing an additional 2,500 a month in income because of their membership and yeah. because of what they're learning. So I never thought it was even possible, but it is. Yeah. Click on the link in this show if you want more access to that. Uh, until then, we will see you later. By the time this show drops, we are wheels up 30,000 feet in the air. On our way to Vegas. Drinking so, vodka 6 a.m. I love it. We will see you guys next week. <laughs> I love you guys.